Welcome to Live, Life Inspired Views for Every Day. My name is Chris Meyer, and I'm a curious soul. What is stuff? It's a thing most of us have too much of, but find it hard to part with. Stuff is laden with feelings ranging from guilt of having it, remorse of not wanting to part with it, sweet memories that remind us of people, times, and experiences, and frustration with not knowing what to do with it. Do you have too much? Even if you are a minimalist, you probably feel you have too much stuff, just as those who are not minimalists feel they probably have too much stuff too. Whew, that's a lot of stuff about stuff, but I'm not done yet. The word stuff also fills our vernacular. It's a catch-all phrase, as is stuff that we cannot get rid of. We recently celebrated Thanksgiving, and most everyone's Thanksgiving table had a dish passed around called stuffing. It is a dish filled with a conglomerate of different things baked together and stuffed into the turkey. Stuff is a word that can be used as a noun or a verb. You should look in the dictionary for the definition. It goes on and on with examples of how this word can be used. Just as the items we call stuff can fill a whole drawer with usable items of many kinds. Hmm. The things we call stuff can't be usable. They can be special. They can be needed. But in excess... They can become burdensome and end up owning us. Are you or do you know of people who are owned by stuff and are afraid of getting rid of it for a variety of sentimental reasons? It's so easy to become entrapped by stuff. It helped me to have our dear Lily, our son's partner, lovingly help me prioritize and let go of a lot of stuff when we were unpacking boxes after moving. Often, we have too many sentimental special things, then nothing is really special. As I parted with stuff, I reminded myself that I was not parting with a memory. And guess what? I feel so much freer now. Julie Beck wrote a wonderful article in the Atlantic in 2014 called, For the Love of Stuff. In the article, she cites a question that Foster Huntington asked in his book, The Burning House. Huntington asked, if your house was burning, what would you take with you? That question should give us all pause and perhaps nudge us to not only answer it, but to make a plan. The article goes on to examine all sorts of reasons people hold on to certain things. According to the researcher and psychology professor, Dr. Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, there are two kinds of materialism. Terminal materialism is usually shallow or empty wanting things for the sake of things, or to impress. But he says what inspires someone to save something from a burning house is more likely instrumental materialism, which indicates that the object is simply a bridge to another person or another feeling. Dr. Russell Belk exerts in his literature review that we learn, define, and remind ourselves of who we are by our possessions. Hmm. An example of this is how I responded to Lily when we were unpacking boxes. Everything we examined to, uh, seemed to spawn the story about the person or a situation from which the item came. Finally, I said to her, <laughs> Are you seeing a pattern? Everything I have has a story. But that did not keep me from letting things go. Just telling her the stories seemed to reiterate in me that the stories remain and live on beyond the object. 
This morning, I read an article in the New York Times about Elizabeth Johnson, a marine biologist and climate change expert. She presented a TED Talk last year entitled, How to Find Joy in Climate Action. She suggested we make a Venn diagram and in one circle write, what are you good at? In one, what work needs doing? And in one, what brings you joy? She proposed that the overlap of the circles is our opportunity for action. I thought about that in reference to stuff. It spurred me to think of three other questions we could ask ourselves, not necessarily for a Venn diagram, but for pondering and then acting upon. What stuff are you good at? What stuff entraps you? And what stuff can you do to contribute for the good of others, your community, or the world? Returning to the Atlantic article, I wonder if we should all ask ourselves the question, if our house was burning, what stuff would we want to be sure we were able to save? What do each of these things represent? Then ask, if you were not able to save them, could you live through without them? How would you preserve their story? That is what ultimately is the reason for stuff, the stories behind the things. Stories are truly what linger. When you keep them alive and no matter what you give away, lose, or save, you are still having meaning without the stuff. And your stuff will not own you. This week on your bathroom mirror, write, I will prioritize my stuff that I own, that I can do, and that brings me joy. And that is your story to live. Join me next Monday for Live, Life-Inspired Views for Every Day. I'm Chris Meyer, and I'm a curious soul.